from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music and interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song.
You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope from Pune, India. And now, here's a nature study. Dear friends, today we are going to learn about Nessie. In the Bible, Revelation 1-7 says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Since the year A.D. 565, there have been reports of a monster inhabiting the now famous Loch Ness. Loch means lake in Scottish. People have claimed to have seen this monster. They say it is about 30 feet long and occasionally parts of it rise up out of the water. I have seen pictures of the monster, but they were not clear. This monster has been named Nessie. Nessie is supposed to be living in this lake, which is about 24 miles long and 1 mile wide. This lake is reported to be about 950 feet deep at the deepest point, which is directly offshore from the ruins of the castle. For many years, divers have gone down into the depths of this lake trying to find Nessie, but no one has seen it up close. This is the largest lake in terms of water volumes in Scotland. The waters are not only cold and deep, but dark. Below 50 feet, it is impossible to see more than a couple of feet in any direction. Divers have taken very large and powerful lights into the depths of the lake, only to come back without locating Nessie. There is a great amount of vegetation growing in the lake, and some biologists believe that gases released by decaying vegetation have brought some of it up to the surface, and people imagined it to be Nessie, the monster. No one has seen even this phenomenon for many years. We all know that Jesus is coming back to this earth one of these days. We don't know when he will return. Only that he will. As people are keeping their eyes open for Nessie, we should keep our eyes open, watching for Jesus' return. The apostle writes that everyone will see him. I thank God that we shall all be able to see him come, no matter where we live. Thank God today that we will be able to see Jesus come back to this earth. It will be no mystery. Let's wait for his return. Thank you for the nature study. We are sure our listeners enjoyed it. To learn more on nature, keep listening to Adventist World Radio. We will be studying different objects of nature because there is a simplicity and purity in these lessons direct from nature that makes them of the highest value. The children and youth all classes of students need the lessons to be derived from this source. In itself, the beauty of nature leads the soul away from sin and worldly attractions and toward purity, peace and God. Dear friend, death, 
struggle, pain and violence were not part of God's original creation. Let's discover what was the world like when God created it. To know more on God's word, you could also write to us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune 411001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. You may also follow our programs on our website awr.org slash English program. Before you hear God's word, here's another song. We are standing on the threshold of the prizes of ages. False religion prevails everywhere. The cup of iniquity is overflowing. The cross of Calvary is lost sight of. The love of many have waxed cold. As Jesus rightly predicted, disaster by land and sea follow one another in quick succession. When men are absorbed in pleasure, business and money making, I am going to come, he says. Friends, Jesus is coming. Isn't that wonderful news? Just close your eyes and picture the scene. With anthems of celestial melody, the holy angels attend him on his way. He comes not as a man of sorrows to drink the bitter cup of shame and woe, but he comes as a victor in heaven and earth to judge the living and dead. Well, I just can't wait to see this glorious scene. I want to get ready to meet my Savior. Don't you want to join me? This song was written by my sister-in-law, Dr. Malika, on December 27, 2006, the fateful day after tsunami struck India. We all were present as a part of the relief team, listening to the cries of anguish and depth of human woe and suffering. Her heart was touched to pen these words. Take us and keep us from the pain of this world 
and smile We all are here today to give the endless aid Oh Lord help us, help us to show your love He's coming, He's coming, He's coming back to us To take us and keep us from the pain of this world Oh the Lord has placed us to give a helping hand Plug into life, where you connect with the source. Needing a sense of belonging? Luke 8 tells us of a woman who had been sick for 12 years, isolated from her family, friends, and society. After all her efforts failed, she decided to touch Jesus just in case He cared, and she was healed. But then Jesus stopped, and in front of the whole crowd, performed an even greater miracle. He called her daughter. Yes, this marginalized woman was the only one in all four Gospels who Jesus called daughter. You see, Jesus knew that even more than her physical healing, this woman needed a sense of belonging, knowing that someone cared. Today, Jesus reminds us that no matter what, we're His children. For more insights and resources, plug into Jesus101institute.org. That's Jesus101institute.org. Plug into Time to hear God's Word. Hello and welcome friend. This is Sharad with you on AWR sharing God's Word on the topic, A Living Sacrifice. My dear friend, we are saved to worship God. All that Christ has done for us in the past and all that He is doing now leads to this one end. My dear friend, in word this is a remarkably encouraging passage of Scripture. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, You are a chosen people that you may declare the praises of him who called you. It tells us of our chosenness, our royal role in this world, and our inheritance as children of the Most High God. We read verses like this and are amazed at the high and holy nature of our calling. We realize that mercy has been lavished upon us and we are in a privileged place. We are the ultimate rags to riches story. My dear friend, the amazing story doesn't end there. God hasn't just saved us and then written the end. There's more to the plot than that. We are chosen so that we might declare his praises. As verse 9 continues, we have been transferred from a kingdom of darkness to a kingdom of light. We, are, we were blind, but now we see. We were hidden and then revealed. We were lost in a dark, murky wilderness, then plucked out of it and placed on the streets of gold 
glimmering under the perpetual radiance of the sun. And according to this verse, there is more ultimate purpose to our salvation than ourselves. We are bestowed with the honor of chosenness with the specific purpose of declaring His praises. My dear friend, if you were uh, never seen your worship as the ultimate purpose of your salvation, you are missing the best part of salvation. The place of glad worship is the place of greatest blessing, of richest fellowship and of true fulfillment. Salvation isn't complete until we praise Him for His mercy daily, passionately, honestly, we were bought by and with a price for a reason. My dear friend, indeed, many believers yet caught up in the getting of most out of their salvation, few move on to giving the most out of their salvation. But those who do will realize one of the many paradoxes of the kingdom, giving it all results in getting it all. A heart poured out in praise results in a heart filled with purpose. The way of sacrifice leads to a great gain. Losing yourself in worship ends with fulfilling your life in God. And that's exactly the reason for which you were redeemed. My dear friend, if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. And Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and, and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. My dear friend, since the days of the Exodus, whenever a tabernacle or temple stood, faithful Jews would bring the best of their flocks and herds to a priest standing at the altar of God. It was an act of devotion, a commandment handed down by God himself. There were various reasons for the command. The offering would at times serve as a symbol of sin and its ugly consequences as a sacrifice of gratitude, acknowledging that every good gift comes from God, or as an act of devotion and worship a gift from a loving heart. Regardless of the reason, the origin of the sacrifice was always God. Human beings clearly never created a ram or a bull. And a sacrifice always uh, a reminder of the horrible gap between creator and the created. God bridged that gap with his ultimate sacrifice, of course, the body of Jesus, on the altar made of Roman lumber. The wages of sin were paid in full. There are no more guilt offerings. All that was left for us to do is to place our lives in Him. Never before had such a gift been given, and never since those who accept it have no sin to work off, no condemnation to dread. We are left standing with nothing but our gratitude. My dear friend, there is, however, an appropriate response. It has nothing to do with merit or guilt, but only with the thankfulness that 
should naturally flow from a redeemed heart it is our spiritual act of worship the response is for us to walk to that tabernacle or temple as the israelites did in old days approach the priest and stand and hand him the sacrifice that we bought out of our gratitude ourselves we are no envision our priest doing his duty by taking this sacrifice placing it on the altar of god and accepting it in his name but unlike the old sacrifices this sacrifices lives it lives a dedicated life an altar life and now belongs to the priest we are in his hands my dear friend precisely because they have been redeemed at such a cost believers must be god's men romans chapter 12 verse 1 says i urge you brothers in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your spiritual act of worship my dear friend what does it mean to lay our lives on god's altar imagine a scene from the movies in some distant uh, tribal culture one man saves another man's life according to the custom the saved now belongs to the savior and why not if not for those uh, the rescuer the rescued one would be dead his life rightfully belongs to the one who preserved it he might as well spend the rest of his days for the one who actually gave him the rest of his days my dear friend so it is with jesus and his sheep we were lost and for all practical purposes dead that's not our preferred assessment of ourselves but it's what the bible says without jesus we would be forever lost and lifeless but he rescued us and in his culture we are now belonging to him we are to live out the rest of our days the days he mercifully gave us for him that's what being a living sacrifice is all about it means that when jesus tells us to turn the other cheek we don't have the right to say no not this time when jesus tells us to give all we have our time our talents our money or even our deepest desires to some aspect of his work we don't have the authority to decline we are not our own we have no claim on our lives we were bought with a precious heavy price we were saved for the one who saved us my dear friend just as jesus laid himself on god's altar for our sins we are to lay ourselves on that altar for his righteousness we don't earn his righteousness of course but practically god puts it into us he works it into our spirits to the extent that we lay down our tainted lives in exchange for his resurrected one the implication of that relationship are astounding radical relentless it was an everything purchase for a forever promise living sacrifice don't live for themselves they live for another that's their service of worship my dear friend 
May God bless you as you accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in behalf of each one of us. May God bless you to accept his salvation by faith through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Our loving and living Heavenly Father, we thank thee for life. We thank thee for giving us your life instead. We believe in your sacrifice on behalf of all humanity. Lord, we come to you as a living sacrifice. Take us as we are and mold us and fashion us according to thy will and wish. And may we glorify your name in this life. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's Word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune 411001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. We invite you to follow our programs also on our website. That's awr.org slash English program. This is your host Sharad. And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye. And God bless you.